welcome to Running is Cheaper Than Therapy podcast. I am your host, Dr. Weta L. Brown. I inspire and promote movement. I explain how running adds to life from a mental wholeness aspect, how obstacles can be overcome in life to make it to your finish line. Welcome to Running is Cheaper Than Therapy, episode two. How I started my triathlon journey and lessons along the way. Thanks for tuning in. Today, I'm going to give you some background of some things that I love to do. I started running and it eventually grew into my triathlon life. As I mentioned in my last podcast, I started running in 2010. Again, what got me into running was participating in Susan G. Komen. I started with the one mile fun run. I initially walked it and then um, progressed from running around the track, lap by lap until I got a mile. Then I progressed to running three miles. Then I progressed to running a five-mile race where I met Nicole. She told me about the Broad Street Marathon. I was living in Philadelphia at the time. I downloaded a plan for a half marathon, used it to train for my 10-miler. I ran the Broad Street Marathon in 2010. That was my first long-distance run. So it's my 10-year run anniversary. Following the Broad Street run, I ran to Nicole again. She convinced me into running the Odyssey Half Marathon. So I ran the Half Marathon and I met Team United Nations. They are the family that progressed me into a long-distance runner. Again, we ran three times a week. Uche, who I called our fearless leader, even gave us wake-up calls in the week. The original plan was to run one half marathon and then go back to my three to five mile runs on the lakefront. After the first half marathon, I was hooked. Also, I was expecting to get a medal. I received a medal after my five-mile race and my 10-mile race, but instead of a medal, I got a beer glass. It was their inaugural race, and I guess they had limited funds, so I had to run another race just to get a half-marathon medal, at least I thought. So I ran two other half-marathons that year, one the Philadelphia half-marathon, And we had a team trip to Jamaica, the Rage Half Marathon, which was one of my finest races to date. So I committed to running my first marathon 2011. I ran my first marathon, which was the SunTrust National Marathon in D.C. I had a minor injury, iliotibial friction band syndrome. Uh, Again, this can happen with increased mileage. I went to um, physical therapy, 
uh, what's called iontophoresis. Iontophoresis is basically where medication is put on electrodes and it's transferred to the soft tissue and it helps with a lot of soft tissue injuries. I also use lidoderm patches. I had to run this marathon. Giving up was not an option, which might have not been the best thing. So I ran the marathon around mile 14. It hurt to bend my knee, but I had to finish and I had to do it in at least 15 minutes per mile pace because they had a time limit for the race. I ended up averaging 13.59. I limped my way to the finish line. I actually wanted to give up. At mile 14, when it hurt to bend my knee, I was crying. I walked around and looked for an aid station or a medical tent to give up and for someone to take me to the finish line. I couldn't find anyone, so I thought maybe I could walk the rest of the way. If I could walk fast, I could make the deadline. So that's what I did. I limped, I limped, I limped. I kept going, I kept going, I kept going, I kept going. And I made it to the finish line. The lesson I learned in the midst of that race was to keep moving. The finish line will come one foot in front of the other. I also learned that in spite of the pain, in spite of the difficulty, in spite of the obstacles, with faith, with determination, with will, you can make it to your finish line, whatever that is for you. So again, nine marathons later, I'm still running. Several injuries, um, which I've mentioned before, Achilles tendonitis, plantar fasciitis, stress fracture, meniscus tear, chondral injury, IT band friction syndrome, mild episode of back pain, tarsal tunnel syndrome, midfoot pain, ankle sprains, and I'm still running. I might not be the fastest, but I don't stop, and I probably can outlast most people. So how did I go from running to triathlons? I moved to Chicago in 2013 following my knee surgery. After rehab, I was able to complete marathon number eight. This was in 2014. I live downtown near the lakefront. So I brought a hybrid bike. I used to ride leisurely with some ski friends. We also used to ride in the suburbs. In 2017, my godson sent me a text message. He was telling me about a sprint triathlon that was in Jackson. He told me it was four hours. I would swim, I would bike, and I would run. And he thought four hours was adequate time for me to finish. So I laughed. I texted him. I'm like, do you just want me to come home? He said, yes, but this race is something you could do. So he knew that I biked and I ran, but he didn't know that I really couldn't swim because he knew how to swim. So he assumed everyone else did. So I told him that it was too short notice because the text was on Wednesday and the race was actually that Sunday. So I could not lie to my godson. So I bought a road bike, a used road bike. I joined Major Taylor Cycling Club of Chicago. I started taking swimming lessons. I had taken swimming lessons as a child, but the only thing I remember is hating going, crying, 
Mr. Tanner throwing us in the deep end and making it to the shallow end by chance, by fate. I don't remember any uh, technique. I also took some swimming lessons in Philadelphia. I made some progress, but I only could swim if I was holding onto the rope on the wall, which is really not swimming. So in 2017, I did my first multi-sport race. I did a duathlon. I ran a 5K. I biked, I believe it was 12 miles. Then I ran 5K at the end. It was so much fun. They also had a triathlon. They swam in the pool. I met a few triathletes and they were very encouraging and that I could learn to swim and this race might be an option for an easy race to start my journey. So that day I realized that while I can run and bike, doing them together was harder than I thought it would be. I also realized that while I had been running since 2010, that I'm a better cyclist than I am a runner. That year, while I was learning to swim and cycling with Major Taylor, I was also training for marathon number nine. I completed the New York Marathon, which was a great race, but I had been battling an injury prior to the race. I sprained my ankle on the lakefront. I stepped into a pothole. This was two weeks before the race. My ankle swollen. It was the worst ankle sprain that I had. I had had a few before, but they were mild. This one was significant. Again, I was not going to back out bracing. So I did my own rehab. I wore compression socks during the race. The race started great. The first 18 miles, I did well. Then my Ankles started to swell and the socks felt like tourniquets on both my feet. It hurt just to walk, but I was determined I was going to make it to the finish line. I didn't have that far to go. New York is challenging because it has several hills. It starts off on a hill, but it's beautiful. The crowd support is great from start to finish from the front professionals to the back of the pack runners. I Left my way to the finish line. I had tears of joy at the end. I had completed marathon number nine, and I was happy. Following completion of my marathon, I continued to learn how to swim. Swimming was my biggest hurdle. I had intense fear. I was fine in the shallow water. I got to the point. We did a series of drills. I finally made it to actually swimming to the deep end. But it was interesting. I did find in the shallow, but as I went to the deep end, something in my mind clicked and I was always fearful. I got to the point where the drop in the pool didn't bother me. I also developed endurance. At first, it took me forever and often used to stop even trying to do one lap. Part of it was fear, depending where I was swimming. At LA Fitness, where I usually swim, it's shallow the entire lap. Where we had swimming lessons on Sunday, it was the deepest part, I believe, was nine feet. So every time I got to that point where it got deeper, in my mind, fear crept in. So I 
had to keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. And eventually that fear went away. I'm no longer fearful in the pool. Even when, say, I drink too much water, I just tread and keep going. It's not the fear I used to have when I was learning to swim. I did my first triathlon in 2018 on the 4th of July. It was called Try for the 4th of July. It was in Kalamazoo, Michigan. It was unseasonably warm that year. The water temperature was too warm to allow for the use of a wetsuit. During the briefing, when I was told that it was too warm to wear my wetsuit, I almost cried. I think I did shed at least one tear. The race director saw me and saw the intense fear and told me I could use my swim buoy. Swim buoy is a flotation device that you can tie around your waist. It's used a lot in open water swimming when you're practicing. So you have a flotation device if something happens. Also, people can see where you are. So it's for safety. It's not allowed in races. But this was a small race. And she saw the fear in my eyes and let me use my swim buoy. So race day, I had so much fear. I was so scared of the swim. I did make it out of the water. I was the last person to finish. I remember one of the kayak gentlemen who was beside me. I turned and I asked, am I the last person in the water? He said, yes, you are. But keep going because you're going to finish. So he stayed with me until the end. And some of the people I met at the briefing who were volunteers remembered my name and cheered as I ran out from the lake. I was so happy. After that, it was on my favorite part of the race, which is cycling. I quickly ran to transition, got my bike, and I was off. My goal was to kill the bike. Right. My heart rate was so high, I thought, this can't be normal. But I stayed calm and kept riding. I'm like, I have to pass people. So I did. My bike time was awesome for me. Then the run was not my favorite. It was a trail run, and it was a technically challenging trail run. There was all types of terrain. There were steps. There were branches. You had to pay attention to your footing or you would fall. So it was not my favorite run, but I made it to the finish line, and I became a triathlete. I had done some indoor triathlons, but this was my first open water triathlon. I was happy. My second race was a sprint. This was a race where I went home so I could race in my godson see me race. This was in Meridian, Mississippi. The swim part, again, freaks me out. So I did a practice swim the day before and I made friends with the kayak guy. So he told me he would look for me the following day. So the following day, of course, I'm nervous at the start line. My family ran a little late, so they did not see me start the race. I started the race and I got a little nervous with all the people around me. So I just stopped and I raised my hand. I just wanted to hold on to the kayak. It took them forever to get to me. And I thought, 
I'm glad I'm not really having problems because I would drown by the time the kayak person came. So I grabbed a kayak, caught my breath. Then I saw my kayak friend I met the day before. He makes his way to me. He said that they wouldn't allow him to come to the start. There was too many um, swimmers. So he actually stays with me to the end of the race. He says, come on, you got it. At the end, I sped up because I could see this finish line. He was like, wow, you're doing great. You're doing great. So I made it to the finish line. I run to transition. I get on my bike, which is my favorite part again. It starts with a hill. I had ridden the course the day before, so I knew the challenging parts of the ride and where to turn. I see my bad kids and my best friend, and I see my brother. I get back, and I see my family again. The run was easy, but it was so hot. I had to stay focused, and I had to look good because I had family watching me. So I had to make a good impression, not like I was suffering. I also met a few members of the Black Triathlon Association from Jackson and a couple from New Orleans. They were very supportive and very helpful. I also met other um, triathletes from mainly Mississippi, but there were a few people from out of state. I asked them for advice, and I asked them, did the nervousness ever go away? They say no. It gets better, but it never fully goes away. So I felt like I wasn't alone, even though I think my nervousness was on 100, and theirs might have been on two or three. My next race was Chicago Triathlon. It was my third, and... Again, I was nervous in the swim. It was actually, Lake Michigan was calm that day. But I was so nervous. There were so many people. So I tried to swim far away from everyone. I took maybe two or three strokes. Then I would tread. Then I would take a few more strokes. Then I would tread. Joy, who was also a member of Black Triathlon Association, a coach, she kept yelling, Weta, keep moving. Weta, keep moving. So she was like, do nine strokes. So I still did maybe three or four. She would yell, that's not nine, Weta, keep moving, keep moving. So she stayed with me the whole time I was going out. I turned around and I kept my same pattern of three or four strokes. Then I would tread. Every kayak asked me, are you okay? I said, I'm fine. I finally make it to the end. Someone grabs my leg. I'm not sure if it was by accident or if it was intentional, but I got the worst cramp. I kicked and then I couldn't move. So they had to pull me out of the water. I ran back to the bike. Chicago Triathlon has the longest transition ever. I get to my bike. Then I start again, my favorite part of the race. Chicago is flat. And it wasn't windy that day, so I had a great pace. I saw my coach, and he was like, speed up, Weta. So it motivated me to push it even harder. Part of the race is on this road called Wacker Drive, and it's basically underground, so there's no wind. 
And there is an opportunity to pick up a lot of speed. And I did. It was awesome. So I finished the bike, made it back to transition. I then started the run. I ran by the Infinity Tenth, which is a team I trained with and had great crowd support. I was so hot. It was really hot that day and they actually stopped the race. Many people couldn't finish depending on where you started. I was able to finish. So I was able to successfully finish my third triathlon. I had made it. I still had swimming episodes where I freaked out, but my swimming had improved significantly. My next race was my A race, my big race, the race that I had been training for, the race that had me so nervous. My coach picked a current assisted swim. There is a video of a Lay's potato chip bag floating down the swim course. So a theory is if a Lay's bag of potato chip can float down the course that anyone else can. So the reason I picked Augusta was mainly due to the swim. Also, there was a significant amount of crowd support. There is also a lot of Black Triathlete Association members who come from Atlanta to cheer. So I went down early to Atlanta and drove to Augusta. I did the practice swim the day before. I swam the whole course without any difficulties. The day of the race, I had... My usual freak out episode, you had to jump from a dock and I jumped in and I went down too far and it made me nervous. My heart rate shot sky high. So, and to calm myself down, I did some drills that we learned when I first started swimming. I was not fond of them at the time, but I realized that, hey, they're useful. So I did the drills and kept me moving and calmed me down. A little bit. I saw a kayak, so I stopped to grab a kayak just to get myself together. The kayak lady told me to calm down. If a bag of lays can float down the swim course, you can too. She said, you got this. You can do it. So I heeded her words, calmed down. I did a few more drills and I started swimming. I started saying my mantras. I have mantras to keep me calm, keep me focused in the swim. I usually say I can swim because I have the technical skills. I may not be perfect, but I can swim and I won't drown if I stay if I won't drown if I stay calm. So I can swim is one of my mantras. Jesus is Lord is my other mantra. I say three word mantras because it's in line with my stroke. I say Jesus is Lord because I say he's Lord of everything. He can control the river, the lake, or whatever I'm swimming in that day. He's in control of that, so he has control of me, and there's nothing I need to worry about. I also sometimes sing. One of my friends, Derek, gave me that advice. He said it helps calm him. So I may sing a song as well to go along with my mantras. So I finished the swim. I was so happy when I finally made it to the end. I looked at my watch and for some reason, my Garmin didn't pick up my swim time. So I was nervous. I'm like, did I make the cutoff? Did I not? They didn't stop me. So I kept going. So I run to transition. The swim, the water was too warm. So it was wet, not wetsuit legal. So I used a swim skin. 
which does help with gliding. But it's not as helpful as a wetsuit. So I take off my swimsuit again. I already have on my tri-suit. I mount my bike and I start the bike. The bike, again, is usually my favorite. This bike was difficult. What made it so difficult was... It was hot. There were hills. And then I developed this stomach pain. It's almost like a side stitch. It wasn't like a typical stomach pain. It felt more like a muscle type pain. Like when you run too fast and you get a side pain. It started around mile 30 and it never went away. And the more I ate, it got worse. So I just kept pedaling, but my pace kept decreasing and decreasing and it bothered me because I wanted the bike to be strong. I wanted to make a certain pace. I have, before each race, I make a race plan and I put my goal pace, goal time, and then I put the pace or the time I need in order to finish. With triathlons, particularly when you get to the Ironman and half Ironman distance, you have to be finished by a certain time. Yeah, your swim has to be completed by a certain time. Bike has to be completed by a certain time. And the whole race has to be completed by a certain time. So it's not just, I just want to finish, but you have to finish in a certain time. And then after you meet that goal, and there's other goals, aspirations, podium, first, second, third in your age group, Kona, for all those who have those aspirations, my goal right now is to finish and to try to do better with each race. So I really wanted my cycling time to be great. I finished. It wasn't as fast as I liked, but my stomach still was bothering me. It wasn't excruciating. So I stopped by the porty potty though, and I started to run. The run wasn't bad. It's flat. It just was so hot and there was very little shade. So I ran. The crowd support was awesome. I had a few of my cycling friends from South Carolina drove up to cheer me on, which was awesome and wonderful. And I appreciated the support. I saw them several times because there are loops and also there was a large contingency of Black Triathlon Association. My coach wasn't there, but he texted one of his friends, which is also a member of Black Triathlon Association, who was there cheering. And she gave me a message from him telling me to speed up. I didn't know if my time would have been over because I didn't know my swim time. I knew my cycling time was good. And so I didn't know how much wiggle time I had on the run. So I, my goal was to keep moving. I did a run walk. And at the end, I did more walking than running because with the heat and I was fatigued, but I had to keep going because my goal was to finish and not DNF. If you go over those times, you get a did not finish. Those are dreaded words for any triathlete. So I kept running. I kept running. I kept running. So I kept going one foot in front of the other. It was hard, especially at the end. I got to the last turn 
And I remember talking to a gentleman who'd done 10 iron. He said, before you get to the finish line, if you have time, fix your hair, fix your face, fix your clothes, because the video is forever. So that's what I did. I tried to fix my hair. I had lip gloss in my pocket. I put some on. I straightened up. I ran. I smiled. And I crossed the finish line. I had completed my first half Ironman in Augusta, Georgia. I was so happy. I had no idea what my time was. So my friends from South Carolina were tracking me. So I looked at her tracker and I had made the cutoff. I did not get a DNF. So I was happy. That completed my first season of competing in triathlons. My second season of multi-sport racing. So my second year of triathlon racing, I had high aspirations. I wanted to complete a full Ironman. So I took more swimming lessons. I actually signed up to take swimming lessons outside of my usual triathlon coaching. So I swam three to four days a week. And three of those days were with a coach. I continued to run. I developed some injuries. And my pace never picked up to the pace that I liked, but I was battling injuries. So as I mentioned on another podcast, I love running, but I have a love-hate relationship with it because when I pick up speed, I get injured from either doing too much running, doing too much speed work, or doing too much hill work. So it's a fine balance, and I'm still trying to find the key to speeding up and to not getting injured. So my second year of triathlon training, competing, I also, due to my love of cycling, was talked into doing some criterium races. And criterium races are you um, ride around a fixed track with um, other cyclists. And there is actually a technique in winning. Usually uh, the technique is best if you have other team members. It's best to draft and to have someone draft and to like share the lead because they would pack, but you want to conserve enough energy and not burn enough matches, as they say. So you have enough at the end to sprint and beat everyone else. So I remember my first race. No one told me. I thought you just ride fast. So I was riding and I was in the front and I was thinking, why am I in the front? I know I'm not. This is my first race. Like, and they let me in the front. So after a few laps, I fatigued and then everyone passed me. And I realized hmm, that wasn't the proper technique. So I fussed at the gentleman who talked me into racing. You need to, you know, tell me about the technique. I'm not great at it, but it's fun. And also helps with bike handling skills. So my second year, I did Terre Haute was my first sprint race. And that race was awesome. I love the bike. It was a little windy, but I love the bike. I did a sprint. So the distance allowed me to really push it. 
the swim, I completed. And it was the first time I did not have a freak out episode in a race. So I was proud of myself. I went to Mississippi again to do another Olympic triathlon. I also did not freak out in the race. And my brother got some good video footage that I shared with my coach to help with my technique. I learned in Mississippi that I'm not a fan of the heat. I almost overheated in the run and felt like I was going to pass out. So my next race, which was my least favorite race, was Ohio 70.3. The swim, I had a freak out episode because my swim cap popped off of my head the beginning of the race. So my goggles, I had to stop and readjust them which threw me off. There were so many people and I was dodging people. I ended up doing a significantly amount of extra yardage due to dodging people. And I'm not great at sighting. So I went over to swim time and I knew that I went over to swim time. But this was a practice race to help me get to Miles McGall and finish Ironman. So, and I love cycling. So I continued on. So the cycling portion of the race was flat, but it was windy. And as the day progressed, the more wind. I used liquid nutrition and some solid, but mainly liquid. I did its time and I got tired of drinking. There was something about the taste. I just got tired of drinking my liquid nutrition. So I got behind on my um, fluids and nutrition. Toward the end, there were some hills, which... I've realized um, through my few years of cycling that I prefer rolling hills to a flat course. It breaks up the monotony. So I finished the bike. I um, start to run. Again, it's hot. There are a few people there cheering that I know from Chicago. The run was hilly in spots, but the hills really didn't bother me. The heat was a major thing. I kept running, but I felt awful. I felt like about mile six, I felt like I was going to pass out. So I stopped, talked to the medic, got some water, I got some salt. I saw one of the um, team members from Chicago. She gave me some gels that had sodium in it, but I never got over my lightheadedness. So they took me to the medical tent and uh, where I received some hydration. And I had a DNF from that race, which devastated me. But I learned a lot from that race. For one, I learned that I need to work on my nutrition. And I did. I met with a nutrition coach in order to get proper fueling as well as get proper nutrients. I learned that I need to get more acclimated in the heat, do more training, do more runs in the middle of the day. I also learned that DNF is not a death sentence that I would live and continue on and race again following a DNF. My worst fear was getting a DNF, particularly when I was training for Augusta. So I learned a lot from that race. And also I had recently started a new diet plan. I was trying to slowly lose weight. I think that had some impact as well. So I did another 70.3 in Grand Rapids. This race involved, um, they had a 70.3, they also had sprint and they had Olympic distances. 
So I did a 70.3. The swim was actually good for me. On the way back, though, it bottlenecked the people coming who had started the sprint in the Olympic distance were headed to the finish line as well as people from the 70.3. So it was a lot of contact. I got kicked in the head for the first time. But I made it to the finish line. This was my first race on my tri bike, which I call OG. Getting acclimated to a tri bike takes a little bit of time because I had been previously riding on a road bike. So this was my trial by fire race. And it started raining, significantly raining. So, which makes cycling more difficult because the roads are a little bit slick. So I got acclimated to my trot bike that day. And it was a great experience, even with the rain. So again, biking is my favorite. I enjoyed the course despite the rain. And I got used to my trot bike, so I was happy. I get back to transition and start my run. I step in a pothole and sprain my ankle. I scream. This gentleman in front of me said, keep moving, keep moving. Don't let the pain set in. Keep moving, keep moving. So I did. And it, the pain didn't set in. I kept moving. I kept moving. I'm like, mind over matter. I kept running. Toward the end, I did slow down and my ankle started bothering me a little bit, but I kept moving. I kept moving. I kept asking people what time it was because there was a cutoff. I believe it was eight hours and 10 minutes. I made the cutoff and I beat my time from my Augusta 70.3. So I was happy. Next was to continue training for Ironman Louisville. It would be my come to Jesus race. I was so nervous about the swim. One of my triathlon training group members told me that he had issues with swimming. So he just went to Ohio Beach, which is in Chicago, on Lake Michigan. It's calmer than other places where you can swim. It also has lifeguards if you go in a day and has ladders on the side. So if you get into trouble, you can easily get out of the lake. So I used to go swim by myself, which I would be afraid to in other locations because they don't have those safety nets. I was diligent with the extra swim lessons, with going to Ohio Beach, So I felt that I was prepared for my swim. Unfortunately, due to green algae, the swim was canceled. I was thoroughly disappointed, but you race the race that you are given. So October 2018, I completed my first Ironman race. I was so nervous. I was almost crying even at the beginning of the race. Tears of joy, but I was nervous as well. The bike Again, it's my favorite. We had gone to Louisville on two weekends, so I knew the course like the back of my hand. I had um, driven the course on numerous occasions. So I felt comfortable. I felt prepared for the race. I knew where all the hills were. So start of the race, we had a tailwind. So I was flying. My coach told me not to start up too fast. I didn't go... Extremely fast, but I went faster than I probably should have. Then we got to the hills, which I love the hills. And I make this. Woo! 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 When I go down hills. So I 
run into one of my team members and she heard my she said, Wida, I was looking for you. So we kind of stay together for a bit. Then I get in my groove and I keep going. I see my teammates and my best friend had come down to cheer me on for my first race. It was um, two loops. So I kept going. I only stopped to fill my water bottle on two occasions. But I kept going. I kept going. I had a, a goal time and I made it. The worst part of the ride was the last 10 miles. It was bumpy and I just was over the ride. I made it back to the finish line. I had the best transition tool thanks to Bond, the go bag. My transition time was so fast. I started with a run. Excuse me, I started with a walk. Then I progressed to running. I did intervals. My stomach started to bother me. I had started having headaches about a week before the race. I think it was caffeine withdrawal. I was taking Excedrin headache, and I actually took one during transition. This is a rookie mistake because it ate up my stomach, and I had stomach pain the whole entire run. I had to stop the porty potty on several occasions. I think if it wasn't for that, my wine would have been significantly better. But I kept going. I kept going. I ran into my coach. She said, you're doing fine. You got plenty of time. So toward the end, I walked more than I wanted to, but I knew I was going to finish. Again, about a block away from the finish line, I fixed my hair. I had lip gloss in my pocket. I freshened my lips. I ran even though it was uncomfortable. Toward the finish line, and I heard the words, Weta Brown, you are an Iron Man. Although they mispronounced my name, I learned it later. Found out by listening to the video. I was so happy because I had made it. It was a long, hard road, but through determination, perseverance, and the help of my tribe village and family and friends, I had made it. I had accomplished a goal that I had set out to do. Lessons I learned along the way is Hard work and determination pay off. There are many obstacles. There are many setbacks. I could have quit triathlons after DNF that I received in Ohio, but I kept going. I used the failures and I learned from the failures. And those lessons I learned helped me to become successful. I also learned patience. An Ironman is several hours. Basically, it's a day. The cutoff time for Louisville is 16.30. I finished in 14.40, I believe. So it's basically a day. And in training and on race day, like you're not going to get there in a few hours. You learn patience. You learn perseverance. It's about the long haul. And it equates to life. Because with several goals and aspirations in life, when I was in school training to be a physician, it took years, not days, not hours, not minutes. I had to be persistent. 
I had to be determined. I had to stay the course. I had to not let a bad professor, a bad attending, a bad case ruin my whole career. I had to keep going. I had to keep moving. I had to lean on my family. I had to lean on my friends. I had to lean on my professors in school. I had to lean on my village. So these are the lessons that I've learned from triathlons. So thank you for listening to my journey. That wraps up this episode of Running is Cheaper Than Therapy podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Please, if you already haven't, download Running is Cheaper Than Therapy podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or however you listen to your favorite podcasts. If you have any questions, comments, or possible show topics, please email Running is Cheaper Than Therapy, OLB, Omaha Love Brown at gmail.com. Again, that is Running is Cheaper Than Therapy, O as in Omaha, L as in Love, B as in Brown at gmail.com. Dr. Brown can also be reached via Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Handle We OUI Life L I V E. We OUI Love L O V E. Again, We OUI Life L I V E. We OUI Love. Thank you and please tune in again.